welcome to the Kintsugi Heroes podcast, where we share inspirational stories of everyday people going through different challenges and how they overcome them. Please be aware that the story you're about to hear may have moments of deeply felt emotions and personal experiences. If anything you hear has a triggering effect, please reach out to someone who can help keep you safe. If you love this conversation, please like and share it with your friends so we can continue to share more inspiration and hope to as many people as possible. Now, listen up for our next hero's story. And in today's episode, I met with the fabulous Jimmy Clare. Now, this is a different conversation because Jimmy has lived his life with autism. So he's always been different to everybody else around him. And he shares a story that's quite heart-wrenching as he navigated his way through his educational years, which he termed the years of hell. He found ways to see the positive or the light in everything. And every setback he had fueled him. It gave him a fire to actually overcome it and be better and prove people wrong. He spent his life proving people wrong and now he's got his own blog, he writes, he's a motivational speaker and he's out to show the world that nothing is going to stop him just because he's autistic. It's a fabulous conversation and he's got a great sense of humour and I hope you enjoy this conversation with Jimmy Clare. Hello, here we are. It's another episode of Kintsugi Heroes. I'm here with my guest today, Jimmy Clare. Jimmy, how how are you? Good, and how about you? I am very well, thank you. I'm really excited about this conversation. I have no idea what your story is about. Like, I don't, I don't know what any of them are, and um, I just want to thank you for coming along today and sharing your story with me and the audience. That means a lot. Thanks for having me. It's my favorite part of my of my idea. Uh, before we got started, uh, even though I work with technology every single day, I get tired of it <laughs> so much. <laughs> I, I love I, I love the the being a guest on people's platforms, but on the backside of things uh, of my own platforms, it is uh, too much. <laughs> yeah, a lot of technology. Um, whereabouts are you located, Jimmy? I'm located in Pennsylvania. Lovely. And Ambler, Pennsylvania is like like 20 minutes or 30 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Lovely. It, see, technology enables us to talk, and I'm, you know, in the east coast of Australia, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's um, crazy. It is. Uh, all right, let's get started. This is about stories and stories of challenge and adversity. And um, I, I, I would love for you to take us back to where your story begins. Where does it begin, Jimmy? Well, my story begins when I was very young. I I wasn't meeting my milestones when I was growing up. I, uh, I I wasn't walking and talking at a certain age. My parents were concerned. My parents got me occupational therapy, physical therapy. Uh, I think there's a few other therapies. I forget the name of them since I'm, uh, and, 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 oh, and 
uh, speech therapy. That's what I remember. And they, and, and even that, that didn't really help me walk and talk and everything. It, it, it did a little bit here and there, but it was kind of like a hit or a miss. They were just an early development. And I remember my parents getting, I remember my parents telling me that, uh, that, that the doctor said to them that uh, Jimmy won't be able to walk without braces or crutches. And I never had any of them. And I, and my parents were also told that I wasn't going to be, uh, have anything. I wouldn't be, I basically was told I wouldn't have a fulfilling life. I wouldn't accomplish anything. And these people don't even know me. They just assume, oh, he's going to be stupid. He's going to be, he's not going to do anything. I could have gave up there. But, you know, I, I've always said it's fun proving people wrong. Uh, maybe that makes me a bad person, but I do enjoy it. I mean, I, I don't go out of my way just to go prove every person wrong, but uh, but to the people who say all the all the naysayers, I love proving them wrong, and it, it's really fun to watch their shock faces. Holy crap! And like we were wrong, and but but it wasn't it wasn't all about proving it wrong back then. Uh, I had to go through many, many struggles. <clears throat> what got me to walk was when I saw a, a, I think my dad and my mom and my brother went on a bus, one of his business trips. And and what got me to walk was I saw a song on Ice Cream Bender on the street selling ice cream. And my mom was like, so that was all you wanted was ice cream. And it's like, Hey, we all got of our, we all have our motivations, and I was a pretty smart baby back then, to be honest. Yes, if I wasn't uh, able to speak because uh, I was partially deaf in my right ear, uh, I, I pointed at everything and I called everything "ba" like a sheep. But I pointed at every object, and my parents knew what I wanted. And it's like, hmm, even though I didn't know how to talk, I knew how. I knew what I wanted. I knew what I needed, uh, and uh, and I was like, "Wow, that's cool." Even though that I, that would be concerning to me uh, if I was a parent too. But I was like, "Oh, okay. You want this? Okay, why not?" But uh, and I had a I had multiple ear surgeries when I was a kid. Uh, the first three was to remove a cholesterolma. And I hated to go and do that because I hate needles and give me a, a shot and everything to put me to sleep was like pulling teeth because I was like, I hate needles. I hate needles. It's like, it's like, well, look away. It's like, yeah, th that's really easy to tell me to do. Go look away. I, so my parents had to always hold me down because uh, I, I kept them squirming and everything. It was like, oh, you're going to make it worse. And it's like, I'm good at doing that, apparently. 
I also was told that uh, I wouldn't be read, able to read higher than the second grade level and because I'm autistic. Even though that they told me I was I wasn't able to read a second grade level, my uh, seventh grade uh, teacher, well, yeah, before I jump to that, my, uh, uh, I just got tired of so many people telling me I wouldn't be able to do this and that. And I was in special education for most of, well, pretty much all my schooling, except to a certain point in high school. And one of my, one of the things I, uh, said, uh, one of the things I did not like about my elementary school is that they 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 wanted to uh, deem me uh, um, they wanted a psychologist and I psychiatrist to deem me as I was uh, not fit for society because I admit I'm and uh, I'm not like this way anymore but. Years ago, uh, when I was really younger in elementary school, uh, I had a lot of autism meltdowns. And what an autism meltdown is, I used to explain it like, like a, an atomic bomb going off. But then I got, then I thought, hmm, that doesn't, I don't really feel like that accurate. It describes it. It's kind of like a hurricane. It builds up. It starts with category one. And I think the highest is number five, I believe. Uh, if I paid attention enough in science class, which I probably did not, since me and science do not go together, neither does math. And one thing as I I I, uh, I did that I shouldn't have done during the autism meltdowns, I threw pencils, I tipped over desks. But the pencil when throwing a pencil at I threw a pencil at someone when I was and this was like I don't know how old I was in fourth grade. I think maybe eight, maybe seven. Uh, but the pencils, I don't think I threw it at anyone. I threw it across the room. I think it hit a wall. But but they, it's like, that's dangerous. It's dangerous if you're aiming at someone. I just threw it across the room, like literally straight across the room. And, and uh, But they said I was dangerous. You know what they did to me that was dangerous? They used restraint on me, uh, uh, physical restraint, and they crossed my uh, hands in front of me and pulled from behind. And I read, I read somewhere later on in life that many kids have died because people, uh, schools use restraints. And it's like, and they want to deem me as, as, uh, uh, not, Fit for society. Hell, if I was a parent, if some and my and my school did that to my kid, I'd draw the biggest lawsuit up on them whatsoever. And it's like, you want? I'll defund the whole, all of the whole school. Uh, I know I talk. Uh, I know I talk uh, super tough, uh, but uh, yeah. But it's kind of like my personality a little bit because I get on this rant and whatnot, but. Uh, that's just me, but but from there I I got uh, bullied from starting in fourth grade all the way up to high school, and it, it was really t- 
torture. It started with a with a bunch of questions that I didn't have answers to. And it was like harmless questions, but I felt really stupid. I don't remember exactly what the, con the questions were. I think it was a lot of history. I'm not a history fan either. I mean, I like the, I think I like the, I like the, um, Middle Ages, uh, with knights and whatnot, because I played all the, uh, Age of Empires games with my cousins growing up. So I like that kind of stuff, but I, I, I wouldn't say like, oh, let me go read a history book. I'll, I'll fall asleep. So, uh, but then I got into two girls on my bus kicking my chair, the backseat of my chair on the bus, which drove me nuts. My school had this uh, program called Safeties, which was supposed to like, keep kids seated, seated, seated at all times while the bus was moving. And so me and my friend decided, hey, you want, let's, let's do this to, to uh, uh, have respect. But we got the opposite of respect. So what I thought was driving me nuts and me and my friends nuts on the bus, it, it, it just like quadrupled in like overtime worse. And it's like, we, we actually tried to even like hand on in our belt and say, like, oh, you can't do this. You, you have to get fired. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you for telling us I want to get fired right now. So we, so me and my friend literally tried to get the, the best possible way to get fired. We still couldn't get fired. And it's like, this seems like a punishment. And it's like, why did we even sign up for this, uh, this crappy program? Uh, I mean, maybe it wasn't crappy for somebody who was at least maybe had the confidence to stand up to them. But I, to be honest, I lacked confidence, even though. I was uh, going to karate, but I was overweight, so I, I didn't feel like I was, uh, I didn't feel good about myself, so I was like, okay, I'm trying to tell people what to do, and I'm not confident at all. This really is good. The, the two don't match up. So, fast forward a little bit. Uh, in middle school, it became kind of a battleground. And the reason why I say that, I mean, uh, I have spinal stenosis in my neck, meaning, and it's a, it's not in the lower part, it's not in the middle part, it's in the very top part. And, and I was like, out of all the places I could be, it had to be there. So it makes my he my neck, my head hard to turn left and right, up and down. And it's always fun driving with it too. Uh, I actually have a mirror. Uh, that it's like one of those race car mirrors, but and so it knocks out all the blind spots. It's like, why is this not standard in cars? It's like, how can we make it more safe? We'll get a freaking mirror that actually takes out the blind spots. There you go. Uh, and I was like, oh, we, we got all this technology, but we haven't got the mirror correct yet. So basically, after that, we, I, I, so. How it became a war zone for me. This, I don't know who created this game in my middle school, but they, it, it was like a neck slapping game. 
don't know the rules. It was just stupid and dangerous for me. And apparently I became a target out of some, for some reason, I'm not sure why. Uh, I didn't really ask the bullies. I just wanted to get them the hell go, have them go the hell away from me. But it got worse over the many months, I'd say. I don't know how long a school year is in, uh, in middle school. Uh, it just felt like an eternity. And they, my, so basically, the, uh, these guys slapped the back of my neck every single time they saw me in the hallway. It got to the point where I was starting to leave a red mark and everything. And I was like, is the system principal stupid or smoking weed? I found, I went to him multiple times and he said, it's like bullying does not exist in this school. Wow. I don't know what you're smoking, but I, I would like some, to, because I like to get out of this hellhole of a school too. And like, maybe if you left your sick, like two by two office, you'll see the bullying. Well, it took him like a hundred times to, uh, to finally do something. And, but, but it wasn't just me who, who had, again, uh, I started, I started skipping the bus because the bullies were on my bus. And so my, my seventh grade teacher, she kind of like forced it out of me of, of what's been happening. And she forced me to tell her what's been going on. And so she got involved. She told the, uh, the, the, the principal, the principal still didn't listen. Then my guidance counselor got involved and was like, Oh, this guy's gonna get a double tap. And I was like, hey, hey, hey. uh, and then, the, and then the head principal got involved too. And I was like, I, I don't think that, I don't think that a assistant principal had his job for very long because I think he got fired, I believe, somewhere down the line. I think after I graduated, but, uh, Jimmy, was this a public school that you were going to at this yeah. point? Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Yeah, uh, public health school. Yeah. And so, and my, my, um, my mom written notes to my, my son's great teacher. And I, I really, I felt safe in my son's great teacher's class because, uh, I knew I could come to her when I needed to. And even though I didn't know how to express and I needed help in my own way, in my own way, I told her I needed help without even saying I needed help. And she knew I needed help. And it was like, mm-hmm. she's a great teacher. I still stay in touch with her today. And, uh, she was even, uh, one of my, she was my, um, what's looking for? What I'm looking for. Oh, um, my tutor in uh, for my college math class, oh. and uh, yeah, and uh, there was even days where I, I didn't even know what I was like feeling, and she was like, "Jimmy, are you?" I was like, "Are you having a bad day?" It's like 
I didn't even know if I'm having a bad day and I'm stuck. And so she just knew everything. It's like, my gosh. And it's like, even still after these years, she still figures it out. It's like, is it that obvious? I don't know. Uh, hey, Jimmy, what would have it been like if you hadn't have had her as a seventh grade teacher, do you think? Uh, probably a lot worse off. Mm. Because I don't, I feel like it takes like a, a special kind of skill for a, te- for a teacher to know their students kind of like on a student level and on a personal level. I mean, I didn't like say anything. I, I mean, I, I wasn't like saying too personal things, but you knew like, oh, I know how to contact his mom or I know, uh, I, I know how to, I know what ticks him off. I know what, yeah. what his triggers are. Mm. Uh, I know he doesn't mean this. <laughs> and, but there's some teachers who are like, I don't give a crap. And I'm not saying that all of them. I mean, there's, there's some who, I'm, my 12th grade teacher in uh, English class, special education teacher, been there one too many years. And she could, she could, she didn't care about me whatsoever. She pushed me back to, pushed me past my breaking point. I may have said a few things that I probably shouldn't have to a teacher. Uh, but my, and I told my parents what I said to her. So it's not like I, hit anything, and my parents were like, good, you, you stand up for yourself. She was kind of acting like a bully, too. And I called her the Wicked Witch of the West a few times. Uh, I don't know, have you ever seen the, the TV show Two and a Half Men? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I like this one episode where Charlie and uh, and Alan was going to hit as a uh, uh, mother's house, and he's like, oh, just keep riding until you reach the gates of hell. And then there's a few episodes where he's like, oh, welcome to the gates of hell. And so every time I saw her, I was like, welcome to the gates of hell. And and she hated when I say that, And it's like, but she, she kept on calling me lazy, and I'm not sure how I was lazy, because I was getting straight A's. You know, at the, near the end of the semester, I mean, sorry, not semester, and at the school year, uh, they they had excused me from all the finals because I would ha- because I had all A's and everything. It's like you le- you would literally had to fail the f- all the finals in order to, for you not to graduate. Wow! And so it's like, why bother even testing you? And it's like, thank you. And of course, when she heard that I was getting excused from all the finals, she's like, that's complete BS. And I was like, who the hell are you? And I worked my ass off for those grades. And I was like, oh, you, it was easy for you. You put me through hell. And I was like, it was easy for me? She reported her to the head principal. And I think out of all the people in my school district who caused me a lot of hell, the only person who apologized to me was the head principal, and that head principal was in uh, was in my 
was in my middle school, then transferred to my high school, so she, me and her had some history, good and bad, uh, but she knew I wasn't a troublemaker. I think she knew it was a sign of, I need help as well. And it's really funny. Uh, years later, I went back a few times just to visit some old uh, teachers that I liked. And I actually saw her on her last day before she retired. And she's like, well, this figures. And it's like, I met you in middle school. And I'm and like, now you see me a day before I retire in high school. And it's like, it's like, I, it's like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, or is that hell for you? It's like, I'll let you think about that. And it's like, thanks. Nice. You certainly made an impression on, on people, um, Jimmy, which sounds lovely, but you had these warm memories of these teachers who, especially, I mean, there's good and bad, like you said, but especially the ones that actually helped you and cared about you and respected you for who you, who you were. Yeah, and now I'm in college. I'm I I've had a quite a good. I have a, many good professors. I had a professor who who uh, took me under his wing to help me better my writing skills. My first essay, even the leprechaun from the Lucky Charms commercials couldn't find the gold at the end of the rainbow because, yeah. Uh, my essay was so sloppy. I mean, I had run on sentences. My commas were not in the right place. It was so horrible. He had so many X's and crossed out everything. It's like, oh, Captain Jack Sparrow wouldn't even be able to find the gold at the, on the treasure map. And he's the, and he's the worst pirate I've ever seen in my life, buddies. <laughs> and he's, um, but and that professor, he helped me get into writing in the first place. He told me in order to be a, a better writer, you have to continue writing every single day. And that kind of scared me a little bit, bit because, like, what could I possibly write about? And that's how I started my my business. I started it, uh, writing it, and then it grew to becoming a motivational website for everyone. Though it was geared for personal training at first. But then I went to a professor who if who did not help me at all in the class. He told me study part A and if A and when I got to the test, A wasn't even on the test. So I was like is this a trick question? And he's like, no. And he's like, well, how am I supposed to study for something that's not on the test? He's like, well, you should, you should just know the bones in your body. Well, I know the bicep, but I don't know what the actual bone is called. And, and he's like, well, you should just know them. Yeah, I'm Google. I can just, just magically know in my head all the bones in my body. Program it to the to the exact science. What were you studying? What were you studying then, Jimmy? Back then, I was studying personal training. And the funny thing is, I was like, why would any personal trainer need to know 
uh, well, apparently, I don't know if you know this, but there's grooves on the bones and the body. And uh, according to my school, I need to know the grooves of, on the bones. And it's like, uh, excuse me? And like, I'm not becoming a master surgeon, am I? And they, I, I can see like, oh, you need to know the bicep, the forearm, uh, some, or some kind, uh, maybe some ligaments and whatnot, but I shouldn't need to know the grooves. All the grooves look the same to me. They're like, well, they're not the same. I'm like, and he actually told me to go study with these uh, bones in my life. In the library at my school, go study the bones, these box of bones. Well, I asked for the box of bones, the bo box of bones don't exist. I'm like, what the hell? So I dropped the course, well, I withdrew, withdrew it because I was failing, and I was not going to have to take an F for, and I wasn't failing because I wasn't trying, I was failing because I had an unhelpful, an unhelpful professor and, and and his tests were weird. He set up bones on the the table. I mean, and 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 and, and all and he like and what bone is this? And I was like, I don't even know how to cipher this. I tried flashcards. I didn't know that. I tried. I even had like a mild skeleton in my room, and. That didn't work either. I'm like, this guy's a whack job. And apparently, there's six people. Uh, it started at 28. It whittled them to 12. And then six people, including me, were failing. So, and apparently my um, my advisor said that. And like, yeah, he's not coming back next semester. And like, oh, he didn't get the great world's greatest teacher award? So, uh, and she's like, yeah, no, he didn't. And I was like, gee, I wonder why. What I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to be a sarcastic tool, no. but uh, he, he was a little bit of a tool himself. Yeah. Just, I, And I didn't say any of this to him. I, uh, even though he was getting on my nerves, he was so pleasant. He wasn't like my 12th grade. English teacher in high school, where she was unpleasant. So, so I was like, okay, he's he's still nice, but he's not helpful. So I was like, so I was like, okay, I'm going to be nice, but I'm going to be annoyed in the back of my mind because mm -hmm. I didn't want to cause anyone to be pissed off, and I didn't want to get written up in my college. And I was like. Yeah, I'm just gonna withdraw. So I withdraw. I took the W, but out of all my other classes, I got A's with that class. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll take that one W. Screw it. I really don't deserve the W. And I actually get A for effort because that guy was a total, total tool. But I have my public speaking teacher and it was also my, uh, I had her for four or five semesters, and uh, she's, she's actually my mentor in, uh, for public speaking, and she's been helping me uh, 
figure out how to continue to grow my business and grow my speaking skills. And, and, and she's like, and like, Jimmy, anytime you need to come to me, like, come to my office, we'll talk. I was like, I want to know what's going on. And I sent me all the links to your going to the publications, sent me the podcast interviews. I was like, holy moly. I was like, I wish I had an automation tool just to send me all the updates. Oh, if only I could find that and make my life so much easier. I'm not lazy, but it's just, no. I'm wearing like seven plus different hats in my, on my, on business, like, uh, my brain is fried. You sound, it sounds like you, you're very busy and you're, you're, the way that you speak, I can tell that you've got a lot of things going on, but it's very colorful and it's, I love the way you describe things as well and the, your memories of your, your, your schooling and everything are, are very, um, you, you've got humor. Yeah, you've been able to see the humor in it, even though it wasn't funny at the time, right? Yeah, my parents. My parents. I think my parents get annoyed at my humor, and and they get annoyed at my sarcasm, and they also get annoyed at me memorizing all this stuff from years ago. It's like, can't you forget about it? I'm sorry. I, I went through twelve years of hell. Okay, let me take that back. Well, I can say 12 years because kindergarten wasn't the worst. Uh, but I'm going to say fourth grade and up was hell. So how, how many years is that? Eight. So yeah, let's go, let's go with eight years of hell. Mm. I'm entitled not to forget that. Mm. What, I mean, what? I'll, I'll, move, I'll move past it. I mean, not to let it ruin my days or anything, but hell, I'm going to keep talking about it because it's my message. So, why it's your not? story. Yeah. What uh, What would you say was the most challenging aspect of all your school years? Uh, the bullying, uh, school district's lack of uh, lack of understanding of autism, mm-hmm. and the lack of their special education program. And you know what's funny? My, my, when we first moved to Pennsylvania, and I'm not sure if I should say this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm not naming them my name, but uh, they had a few lawsuits against them when, um, when we moved to the area. And I was like, I asked my mom's like, and that didn't occur to you that I should go to a different school. I was like, that would be the first red flag I would think of. Oh, why do you have six million losses? I mean, it wasn't six million, but I'm just throwing a number. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, why do you have three? Mil- why do you have three losses against you? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, just that serious of suspicion. Uh, but I have to be honest. I don't blame my parents for that because, you know, I, I met my best friend, Adam, who's I've been friends with since third grade, maybe second grade. I'm still friends with him today. So like 20 plus years. And I got to be a part of his wedding. I was one of his groomsmen. And my other friend, uh, Alex, I've been with him, friends with him since same time. Uh, he was my, 
he was my next door neighbor. And uh, I did a reading at his wedding, too. So I, I was like, okay, you know, even though I hated the school that I went to, I, I would never have met my seventh grade teacher. I would never have met my friend Adam. And so as I, okay, you know, for all of its worth, eight years of hell, I'll take it. But yeah, I'm going to give it back to them. <laughs> give them back to hell, that's right, and you keep the good bits. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'll give them hell, too. I'm still <laughs> right around the corner from them, too. <laughs> does, does your, is, is part of your fuel and motivation does that come from the years of hell that you had? I probably shouldn't tell you this, but yes. Uh, my One of my colleagues is also uh, on the autism spectrum and an advocate. Not going to name any names because I don't have her permission. I have my friend's permission, uh, as long as I only named her by the first name. But uh, she told me, and like you shouldn't use this as your, as this motivation because it will uh, run out. It's like it's been fueling me for years. And it's like, yeah, it's not going to run out anytime soon. <laughs> and it's like it's kind of it's not even like it's not even like motivation. It's like it's my fuel. Yeah. And like I wake up it's like, and like, and like, hmm, what and like what am I going to do to? improve upon this or or to, who do I prove wrong next? Funny story about proving wrong. I uh I extended my platform on uh I wanted to be uh, on Google News just to reach more people and more readers. Google actually told me that and I quote, word for word, uh they said to me, No one will read your content on our platform. And no one will find it interesting. And it's like our readers are looking for news headlines. And like we all, we have all the data out there about autism. And I said to them, it's like, that's true. You have the data, but how many people are talking about autism from an autistic point of view? And I said, it's like, but then it's like, but here I thought you would want to make your platform unique. And with that being said, a few days later, I got an email. They said, I'm accepted. And what's funny, a few years later, I got 2.4K followers on Google News. And I was like, yeah, nobody's going to read my content. I hope you see that number, Google. And I was like, I actually tweeted that number exactly to them on the other day on Twitter. And it's like, I'll always remember you saying, no one will read my content. No one answered, of course. No. And I was like, I just like to shove it in their face. I mean, trust me, I'm not a, a jerkish kind of person, but my, when, because it was Google, I really just had to do it because they're a billion dollar company. And I was like, just stick it. Just a little. I didn't say the word stick it, but I was like, so apparently Google doesn't know everything after all. Mm. You know, Jimmy, it's what's really clear to me is that you've had a lifetime of people telling you what you can't achieve and what you can't do. And 
somewhere obviously inside of you from that very young age, part of you just went, that's not true. You didn't believe it or you, there was something that made you decide to prove that person wrong and look at you today. And uh, it's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, like one of my, I also forgot to mention this, my, and I, I really like this story. My, uh, my, my mom's friend's husband, he was going, uh, uh, to get chemotherapy because he had cancer back then, uh, before he died. He, he said to my mom, he's like, don't worry about Jimmy not talking because one day he'll never shut up. He's true. I haven't shut up since. <laughs> it's beautiful. And now you're a voice for others. You're a voice for people like you. You, you obviously speak on behalf of people with autism and share, you, you know, what it's like to, to be autistic and you've probably got so many new friends since you started speaking. Is that right? Yeah. I met a lot of people. Mm. I've been, uh, I have people who helped me got into, uh, on the billboard of New York city times square. I also got, uh, co-authored two books. They're not out yet. One of them is still being, uh, two of them are still being edited. The only thing I know about one of them is a, uh, is a, is a, uh, transformational book with transformational quotes and meanings of that quotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know anything. I don't know the title of the book because, uh, I was just part of a one page of the book. Uh, and I didn't arrange any of it. So it's not like I have it in front of me and I know all the details because I know Really squat, and the other co-author book, uh, it I got a chapter in it. I it's going to be an autism resource guide, sort of. Uh, I mean, not sort of, but an autism resource guide for people on the autism spectrum and uh, for people, uh, parents of individual autism, etc. and I don't know the title of that. That's still being edited and everything. I don't know when the transformational quiz, I think it's supposed to be coming out either this month or next month. And that's honestly all I know about that. Uh, I'm not hiding anything because, well, actually I'm hiding one thing, but I cannot say. It's okay. You don't have to share well, all of I your mean, secrets. With I mean, the the the, the, the co-author books. I'm not hiding anything on that, but I do have a personal project I'm working on. Ooh. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to say anything about that. Okay. Uh, because I I know some people who will ask me, "Are you done with this yet?" And I'm mm. like, "Oh, why, why?" And so. I didn't tell that person about it because I actually read that person's friend's book and they asked me every single day, did you read it yet? 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 And then I read it and it's like, but did you leave a review yet? Did you leave a review yet? And I'm like, no, you should have to record yourself so you don't strain your voice. It might be easier for you. So you can just play it on replay each and every single time. 
I didn't say that, but no, that's that's fine. It's very exciting that you're going to be published. Well done. Um, I'd love to ask you quickly about your family. You said you had a brother and you, your parents, obviously. How how do they see you today? Like, what do they think about Jimmy Clare today? Uh, from my parents' point of view, I was, I'm a pain in the ass still. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but if, uh, yeah, apart from that, well, how do they feel <laughs> about you today? They must be proud, right? They must be. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're proud. They, my family, my my intermediate family and my extended family, they never treated me like I'm, uh, they never treated me like I'm different. They treated me part of the family. They joke with me. I got in trouble with them. I got got in trouble because of them. Uh, my brother, my brother, uh, messed with me. I mean, joked with me, messed with me, uh, played pranks with on me. I got in the back, of course, uh, and I also got in fights with them. Uh, but that's what brothers do. Uh, but you know. He's helpful to me. Like, you know, for instance, uh, I had to sign this one document for this uh, podcast I'm going to be on uh, in two weeks. Uh, and uh, I had to sign this PDF, and, and I hate PDFs, and especially because there's so many tools out there to sign it, but there was like, oh, give us a free trial. I just need to sign this one document. I don't need a thousand signatures. Just give me one. Just one. I don't need, I don't, I don't want to pay for another thing. And like, if I, if I was using PDS every single day, which I'm not, uh, I'll pay for it, but just give me one free thing. But, uh, so I asked my brother and say, and I was like, Hey, uh, do you know how to sign a uh, PDS? Because, even though I know a lot about technology, I think I know a little bit more than he does about it inside and out. I'm more of a application kind of person than what's inside the computers. But uh, he, but but PDFs were just like, oh, I hate PDFs. And I used to use this um, free PDF tool that I used, but then it became more stingy. It's like. You have to upgrade in order to sign PDFs. Really? I have to upgrade? Yeah, well, sorry. Well, here, I'll delete my account instead for you. So I was like, well, that's, I'm never using this tool ever again. So he helped me, he told me, uh, what, uh, what software to use. And I was able to finally sign in. I was like, oh, what a pain in the ass. Uh, I mean, I would, Let's just say I have a love-hate relationship with technology. I love it when it works. I hate it when it doesn't. Because when it doesn't work, I was like, whoever ever invented this tool is not very friendly. I can even make a duplicate copy. I'm like, what? I can duplicate everything else, but I can make a duplicate copy of a PDF? Yeah, crazy. Evil. Tell me, Jimmy, um, how... Are you 
helping others. I mean, you've got your blog that you've mentioned. What else are you doing? Because you've got such a big heart and such a massive drive and fire inside of you. I can only imagine you've got a few things that you're doing. What lights you up? How are you, how are you using your energy and your, your passion for well, life? I'm an autism advocate. Uh, even though I feel like I could be doing more, sometimes I'm not always actively active on social media. I mean, I have an active presence on social media. I book schedules, sharing stuff out on healthy living and motivational stuff on in my social media accounts. But, but then, and sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm neglecting this. But then I remind myself, well, I'm still doing stuff through my podcast and my writing on my website. And I don't, I don't really consider it in the, the, the page is called a blog. I consider it as articles because, uh, I never liked the term blogging because it's like, oh, that's a great hobby. Well, if I'm going to be in it for the long haul, it's my career. And since I'm going to be one day a published author, I'm an author and I write. And so it's like pretty much a, a blog is like a whole ongoing book, so to speak. Uh, I mean, yes and no, so to speak, but there's like just breaking up in short increments instead of a chapter of like 20 or 30 pages and it's one post. And yeah, I mean, some people like to use the word blogging, but it's like, when I share it with people, I was like, yeah, I run my, my own business, my own website, etc. It's a brand, it's a business. I consider it a business business because if I don't, it's going to be a hobby and I'll just show up whenever I feel like it. And I knew if I only wanted to get my writing to be better, I'm going to have to treat it like a business. So even though I have a TV right beside me, I was like, no TV until the weekend. So I admit, I've been letting myself uh, some cheats here and there, because I'll give you, because the podcast I mentioned that I'm coming on in two weeks, uh, are you familiar with the show Avatar The Last Airbender? No, I'm not. Well, it's a, it used to be a, a show on Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. and uh, if you ever have a chance, you should go watch it. It's on Netflix still, and, and what, what, uh, I'm not gonna like spoil the whole show for you, but uh, but uh, the the show has a podcast called uh, "Braving the Elements," and I reached out to the the two hosts. Uh, and, and there's one called Legend of Korra. Well, I, I reached out to the host, the two hosts of the uh, of the podcast, and one of the hosts actually got back to me. And I told them I'm such a big fan of uh, the podcast and I'm a big fan of the show. I watched the show 111 times. Currently, I'm watching it for my 112th time. And I told them this. And I was like, hey, can I be a guest on your show? And it's like, hey, reach out to our schedule agent. See if you, if you uh, could ever 
big, have a guest appearance on it. So I got an email back uh, a few months later. I wasn't expecting anything. I was just kind of shocked that the host actually uh, reached out to me on Twitter because the the hosts are actually uh, voice celebrities of the show. So I was like, who would think a celebrity actually would get back to me? I mean, not saying that, that, that like, being rude or anything to any other celebrities, but, like, wishing I, 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 they'd be ignored or whatnot because they get too many messages. So I was like, somebody answer me? And so so basically, uh, long story short, they uh, they reached out to me and they said, Jimmy, we want you on, uh, on our, our guest appearance. They had a two-week schedule the first time, but now they have a pinpoint date of November 21st. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to be on the show. I get to... And uh, one of the characters in the show, in the original show, his name is Zuko. Uh, I mean, the character. He's played by Dante Bosco. And I may actually get to uh, meet him live on the screen, too. And it's like, Oh my goodness, I get to meet Zuko for my, and it's like, I've watched the show, uh, I watched it all the way through 111 times. I'm going to watch it 112 times. And it's like, I even ordered myself, um, uh, my own avatar shirt too. And it's like, I mean, I'm such a big fan. I, and now my art, autistic brain, I can remember from every, if you quiz me on any of the episodes, I can literally tell you from the start to the beginning of what happens in each of the episodes. <laughs> and I was like, they're probably going to what? They probably would have thrown me off the air by the time they are done with me. <laughs> That's going to be so fun, Jimmy. I, I hope you have a ball. Um, as we draw this to a close, I, I just want to thank you for sharing your heart and spirit and joy and your story. Um, I, I know as I was listening to your story and what, what you went through, I was trying to place myself in your shoes and it's really hard, you know, to, unless you've actually gone through it. And I know that this happens every day. I know there's bullying every day. I know my kids have experienced bullying, certainly not to the extent that you've experienced it. And especially from teachers, you know, when you have people in authority that don't like you or don't respect you and, don't, un- don't even care to understand you. It can make life really difficult. And you've shown me and, and the world and yourself that, that, that you can overcome all of that. So I just want to acknowledge you for that and, and thank you for being so brave and sharing your story. Um, if, if there is someone listening to this, Jimmy, who is experiencing anything that you've gone through, it could be an autistic person who's struggling. Um, what would you like to say to them if there are some words that you could give them? Don't give up. Don't let the naysayers win. And just know that one day those people who told them, told you that you're going to be like a, maybe not the best term of to use freak show, so to speak. Because uh, that's what my school felt like. I felt like they're treating me like a freak show, like I'm some kind of like infested human beings. Like, oh, he has them, he has them plague. He's been plagued with autism. You can't get autism. Sorry. Uh, it's not a disease. And, uh, but 
just just realize that it's not a disease. It's you're not a freak show. And those people one day is going to be looking at you later on in life and say, "Boy, I am totally wrong. I'm going to kick myself in my own ass." Brilliant. That's just beautiful. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you so much for coming. I hope you've enjoyed uh, our time together. I I certainly have. It's been it's been fabulous. Definitely. Uh, I I always love sharing my story with everyone. And I, I'm always, uh, I'm always happy to come back and everything else. Great, you're you're an inspiration, and thank you for doing what you're doing. And uh, yeah, have a have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thanks. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kintsugi Heroes. Please like and share the show to your friends so we can get this out to even more people. If you have a story you'd like to share with us, please reach out using the contact details below. Join us next week for our next hero story. Until then, keep being you and remember that we are all heroes in our own unique way.